Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Corey Carlson, on the podcast. Corey is a leadership coach. He is the author of the best-selling book, Win at Home First, which is also the same name of his very successful podcast. And he recently came out with a new book called Rise and Go. And he was a speaker at our Columbus retreat uh, not too long ago. And he also is going to be hosting uh, one of our free monthly, the first Saturday of each month, Stay Sharp Saturdays that we do just to keep the community connected. Uh, An amazing conversation, so many good takeaways. I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. And all of this is around um, the ISI life, which comes from Proverbs 27, 17, ISI. Um, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And really what we're trying to do with the ISI life is to help people do things God's way. And we focus on five Fs, our faith, family, faculty, finance, and fitness. And rather than compartmentalizing those into different things, how can we put God and faith at the center and how can that impact and help us achieve God's calling and our full potential in those other areas? Just uh, you know, two verses that really help guide our leadership team and really guide this podcast as well is one is Ecclesiastes 10.10. And it says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. And that's what we're doing with bringing on guest speakers like Corey to come in and give us some wisdom. Um, a guy who's been in the trenches and his own, you know, personal um, mission with his family and his career and now his coaching business and coaching his clients. We can we can gather that wisdom and use it to our advantage. And the second uh, verse that we use is Proverbs twenty eight twenty six. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So hopefully this podcast gives you some wisdom and helps you uh, sharpen up and use some of these tools to your advantage as you go out there into the world. Uh, God bless you and hope you enjoyed this conversation with Corey. All right, Corey, I'm excited to have you on the ISI podcast. Thanks for being on today. Nick, thank you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. I've already enjoyed our pre-conversation before we hit record, so it's going to be a fun one. So good, man. You're right, uh, right up the alley of what people are really looking for with you know what you do for a living and your books and you know the wisdom that you bring to the table. I know the ISI guys will get a lot out of our conversation, so I look forward to diving in. So, give us a little background, like who are you? You know, background, upbringing. Um, you know, kind of bring us up to current state on on who Car- Corey Carlson is. Yeah, Nick, you mentioned uh, the word wisdom, and a mentor told me wisdom is spelled W-I-S-D-U-M-B, because (laughs) any wisdom I've gained is really probably from dumb mistakes that I've made along the way. And so really my my hope in our conversation is for the listeners that they no matter where they're at in their life, Mm -hmm. they don't have to stay there. And so that's been a story of, of my journey where you know, maybe at times my marriage was, was, was not going great, but we got intentional re- recalibrated and, or maybe my that. parenting, I wasn't engaged as I wanted to be, but got intentional and was able to change things and also had a corporate career and at times was not happy. So, you know, went to change that as well. So really for that listener, just that, that there's hope that mm-hmm. if something feels stagnant or stale, that you don't have to stay there. Mm. And, and so for me and, and kind of my story, I mean, I'm a civil engineer is my degree from University of Missouri and started my career in the civil engineering space. I did design for a little bit. I didn't like design at all. Uh, got out of that, but I then got in technical sales and I love doing technical sales, had success in the territory, in your typical sales trajectory. I got promoted, 
mm-hmm. moved to Denver, Colorado, managed a bunch of people in states, and then got promoted and moved to Cincinnati, which is where I live now. Okay. When I got to Cincinnati, I was VP of a $120 million division and just – I, I was a little bit in over my head, to be honest, yeah. Nick. I uh-huh. was managing people older than me. I leapfrogged my boss. I was now managing him. And so I just I found myself taking my identity to work. If I you know, had a great presentation to the executive team, then I thought I was the man. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have a good presentation, I was afraid I, I was going to get you know canned, yeah. get Lose terminated. Yeah. And so that, that caused me to skip the gym, skip my quiet time. I remember like everyone in the family room and the kids playing and I'm on my laptop. Yeah. I just like, there, there's gotta be a better way. And I was starting to hear a little bit of rumblings out there. I mean, executive coach has been around for a long time, but at least as far as me hearing about it. And so I re- talked to my boss and just said, Hey, I, I need some help. And he said, Hey, get an executive coach. I've always had one. And I was like, gosh, I wish you would have told me this sooner. <laughs> But I, I did. I, I went and got an executive coach, and it's actually kind of cool. We're talking here this month because it was 10 years ago uh, this month that I hired my first executive coach. I still wow. use him, but I've, I've hired some other coaches along the way to help me grow in certain areas. Yeah. And so 10 years ago. And so I hired an executive coach, and it changed my life. And mm. I know that sounds extreme, but one, it did change my life. It's now what I do for a living. But also it just changed my life because, Nick, I, I just started to look at life differently. Yeah. And it wasn't just about revenue. It wasn't just about profitability. And it wasn't just about work. I, I started to realize that, hey, I'm here on earth for a lot of other things other than just revenue. Yeah. And, and so in that, it, it helped me remove my identity from work and my value, my worth. It, I was able to start put boundaries in place into my life. and. As I changed, I started to use these basically tools and frameworks on my direct reports, and they started to change. Mm. I took one more corporate move where I was president of sales for a national contractor. I had 30 salespeople throughout the country working for me, and these were the tools I used. And what ended up happening was our company improved profitability, EBITDA improved. And I was like, man, if these individuals are getting better and the company is getting better, I want to go do this for a living. And so I began the transition of leaving corporate to go pursue coaching. That's a whole nother discussion, which we can dive into. But that's kind of what happened is I'd had a 20-year career and, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. I'm very, very grateful for the opportunities from you know working for a big company to a small company to yeah. I mean, just a little bit of everything, um, but then I felt living in my purpose was going to actually do coaching, and I love so that. grateful that I now get to do it, yeah. and I work with business leaders through coaching or speaking to really help them win at work and win at home. So yeah, yeah. we talk business and life. I love that. I mean that your what you start off there is isn't really powerful thing that you know wherever someone is they don't need to stay there and you know you're you obviously live that out and your story that you just shared and i think that's you know that's a big part of why people come to the retreats you know it's one is to maybe strengthen or edify where they're at and just you know stay on a solid path but sometimes they're coming to a retreat uh tie aside to to get some changes they're looking for and uh you you had a chance to speak at 
our last retreat down in Columbus. And um, I'm sure people left. I know I had some friend, good friends that were there that had great things to say about it. But um, I love that you're helping people get unstuck and, you know, get to where they want to go. They don't need to stay, you know, in that spot. So thank you for doing that. And what were some of your um, observations? You know, I think that was your first retreat, right? It was. I I loved ISI. And I look to go back. I actually have to miss the September retreat. I am, I am going to my alma mater in that particular weekend, so I can't go. Oh, nice. And actually, it's it, it's kind of funny. I'm getting a uh, a an award from Civil Engineering Distinguished uh, <laughs> Alumni Award, and I was like, yeah, "Hold up! Do you realize I'm not doing civil engineering anymore? Yeah. And I've allowed my professional engineering license to expire." Yeah. So it's pretty funny. I had I had to clarify it, but um, yeah, it was just a cool opportunity and to to get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so with ISI, I got invited. It was random. I lived here in Cincinnati, and I just hadn't been exposed to it yet. And through some different podcasts, got introduced to Jordan, who then invited me to the conference. And and I absolutely loved it. Uh, the guys were great. The the other speakers, you know, I learned a lot from and, and enjoyed it. And then what was actually a riot is it was only twenty four hours, but yet it was pretty impactful in 24 hours from oh, just yeah. the conversations, um, speakers. We even worked out. It was either six or I think it was 6 yeah. a.m. We worked yeah, out. Yeah. Morning workout. Yep. I think almost every guy showed up and I was yeah, like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. There's a lot of peer pressure. You got <laughs> to know who slept in, who didn't go. Yeah. But it, it was very, very enjoyable. Good. Grateful. I like to just, yeah, continue to be more involved with the ISI because it's it, a lot of people is, what I'm, you know, I believe yeah. as well. Yeah. It's Family, just an authentic group. Faith. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, your first book, uh, we'll talk about your, your most recent book, Rise and Go, but you know, your last one, when it, when at work and when at home, um, you know, it's, that's really what guys are, are trying to do is, you know, they want to, they don't want to be that guy on their laptop with their kids, you know, they want to be able to, um, they know there's something better or different. And, you know, we're so thankful to have people like you who are, however you spell wisdom, the right way or the wrong way, you know, imparting whatever they have. Uh, and a lot of times imparting their, their failures, uh, what they learn from it on the group and being able to, to take that. And that's what ISI is all about is, you know, you've walked this path before, or, you know, people have different life experiences that they've gathered. How can we package that up and, and share some of that with each other? And it's a combination of speaking and uh, having some quiet time to, to filter things out and really, you know, be quiet with yourself and, you know, what God's, speaking to you and then, and then be able to go from there. So I'm excited to, uh, you know, be able to capture a little bit of this and uh, your talk, um, in this short format, but, um, this new book, um, tell me about the background between, you know, behind uh, rise and go like, why, why did you get, um, why did you write it and kind of what led you to, to want to do it? Yeah. The reason I wrote rise and go is, well, I got, I got knocked down. And just to give a little backstory to how I got knocked down, some context. As I mentioned, I left corporate in in 2016 and started a kind of basically a stair step approach, where uh, kind of 50 50 doing a, a corporate job, the other 50 percent I was doing coaching and speaking, and then 
eventually went to 75-25, then 90-10, then 100-0. Hmm. Well, along the way, Nick, it actually is in 2019, I published my first book called Win a Home First. And, and the reason I wrote that book is because I lost at home first. And, and we can dive into what that all looked like. But the, the gist of it is, is, I, is I lost. But I was able to, to kind of pull it back together. And thankfully, my wife and I celebrate 24 years of marriage this summer. I've got yes. strong relationships with my three kids. Awesome. We're 19, 15, and soon to be 11. Okay. But all that was was at risk earlier. And so, but I put together the book, Went Home First. And and during that time, so I published the book. And, and thanks, thanks to God, a, a guy at Forbes magazine says one of seven magazines, I'm sorry, one of seven books everyone on your team should read. And so it just got momentum. It was cool. And so that took place. I was getting more speaking engagements and, and more clients. And so I was able to go from that 50, 50 to 75, 25, 90, 10 to eventually March 1st, 2020, my wife and kids, we made the decision. Let's go all into coaching. Let's leave corporate. Let's leave someone else paying for our insurance mm-hmm. and, and go all in. So on March 1st, 2020, we went all in. Well, well I give the backstory of kind of that climb and the fun accolades that went home first, not to be braggadocious, no, it's awesome. But to actually just set it up because on March 1st, we went all in, we're excited. God's been on this journey with us, and here we go. Well, we know what 2020 was. And on March 13th, 2020, so basically a little less than two weeks into our yeah. new chapter, United States obviously shuts down all the, the COVID things no travel, no, uh, you know, all the stay at home policy, mask mandates. And so on that day, I got a variety of emails canceling speaking engagements and workshops. And in mm. that day, 35% of my revenue vanished. Yeah. And I, I know there's other stories out there. People 100% vanish and all kinds of stuff. And so, but for me, 35% was a lot because it was scary. It was what just happened. So I was scared. I was frustrated. And I was frustrated at God. Like, hey, I thought we were on this journey together. 50, 50, 75, 25, 90, 10. Hey, I mean, I did my part. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, so yeah. I was just frustrated. And, and so I'm sure there's listeners that have done things that they thought was God's timing and and it turns out maybe they're not, or at the moment they don't feel they are. And and so they can relate to the frustration piece. And so over the course of the next few months there in that kind of low spot, I I spent more time, quiet time. I was journaling a lot and, and God started pointing me to different scripture and inspirational stories in the Bible. I was listening to podcasts that had inspirational stories and or I guessed on my own podcast that's called Win a Home First as well, but on my yeah. podcast with re- stories of resilience and and hope. So I I was putting this content together to help me get back up. Hmm. Rise and Go, that title of the book, came from the English Standard Version of the Bible in Acts 8, 9, and 10, where three different individuals are told by God to rise and go. And that Hmm. word was just jumping off the page for me at that that time. Hmm. I began to just think, rise and go? Well, I should rise and go and get (laughs) my pity party. Yeah. Yeah. And begin to rise and go. At that same time, I was still coaching executive 
and I had about 60 clients over the course of that year, whereas I was working with them, they would say, hey, I'm struggling with, with this particular topic. And I'd be like, well, I was noodling and processing over the, this this week. Here, why don't yeah. you think about this? Yeah. And it helped. So the content became battle-tested mm, with the executive clients throughout that year. I decided I, there's a book here. I put together a book. The first 10 chapters are to give you the courage to get back up. The next 10 chapters are to give you the confidence to move forward. Mm. As I put together the book, the whole through line, Nick, of the book is that all leaders get knocked down. It's just the great leaders get back up quicker. Mm. So what could it look like in your life if the next time you got knocked down, you got back up quicker? Mm. And my belief, my belief and, and my hope and prayer is this book will help listeners get back up quicker. And, and I know that it is. I, I get messages from individuals. I Leaders have bought this book for their, their employees. And get great feedbacks. And it is working. And yeah. my hope is that people, more and more people continue to use it somewhat as a handbook. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, I mean... That's amazing. Uh, and you said it's, you know, like it's battle tested. I mean, by yourself too, and by all the people that you coach and you speak for and those who have, have read the book. Um, what's when you, you know, maybe one or two nuggets um, in terms of people moving from that continuum from, you know, courage towards confidence to, to get back up. What's, um, what's something you would just leave with them? Um, if, if someone's just listening to this and you know, to be an encouragement. Every single one of us deals with lies that we are telling ourselves complete all the time. I mean, maybe it, it's rooted in something else where maybe uh, like my high school counselor told me that I wasn't smart enough to be an engineer. And that was fuel I was using at different times to, to get through engineering is to prove them wrong. I, I don't know if I, there, I don't think there's anything they meant evil by it. They probably just looked at my ACT score and said, Hey, you're not smart enough to do this. Yeah. Little do they know you were just invited back to your. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't for engineering. So, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> but it, it uh, I, I think whether someone says something to us, my high school counselor example, or it's a parent or some nasty boss, or is a lie we begin to tell ourselves, but the devil will will bring those back up yeah. in some of our weakest moments. Maybe we lost a prospect or the speaking engagement was canceled or we got in an argument with our spouse. But in those moments where we're low is, man, the devil just throws that out of left field. It totally. just, we hear this lie. And so for that listener, I would encourage you, what are the lies that you're hearing? And write yeah. down those lies whatever they may be that, you know, I'm awful at business or because of this business failed, I'll never have a successful business because I continually fight with my wife. I'll never have a strong marriage or uh, I'm not good enough or I'm not enough. Wh whatever the lie is, write down the lie. Yeah. Do you, sorry, I just wanted to interrupt you. Do you think people are aware of what their lies are? No, I, I believe that some people aren't aware of their lies. And I also believe that some people think they're the only one if they have some lies they leave them buried because they mm. think they may be the only one that has these doubts got it and everyone else has their act together 
one thing that is or has helped me grow not in like I have lies and all that as well still but what's given me confidence to talk about it and to press in is because I've been coaching executives of big companies and you know running hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees and and every time I get on Zoom call cuz that's what, how my coaching calls are the person on that other phone call, no matter how much money they make, how they look, they got it all together and the, the, you know, the picture perfect <laughs> wife and picture perfect kids and house and all those pieces, they're just as broken as you and I. They've mm-hmm. got all their insecurities and all their struggles. Mm-hmm. And th- because of that, it's just allowed me to speak with confidence to other men of, hey, you, you're broken. Whether you're going to admit it or not, you are. You're falling short in some areas. You're beating yourself up. Mm. And so I you're think right. whether leaders are unaware of it or they're pushing it down, the reality is, is we have it. And we need to destroy those limiting beliefs in order for each of us to hit our God-given potential. Yeah. And you mentioned the power of working with an executive coach that you had. I think um, it doesn't need to be a coach. Obviously, coaches that are trained and really good at helping you draw those lies out or those limiting beliefs is is one way. You know, I think it could be as simple as, um, you know, a good friend or a mentor or your neighbor, you know, that can help you maybe identify some of those mindsets um, or self-images that you've imposed on yourself. Because I think that, you know, being aware of it is obviously an important piece to being able to change it. But hopefully that's um those are, those are some good ways I think to help identify any other any other ways where you that you've seen people be able to identify what their limiting beliefs are because if they don't know what they are um, any tips on how they can you know flush them out and bring them to the surface yeah I mean I think when you bring the limiting beliefs I think just to finish with that process we were going down is come up with the limiting beliefs then come up with the truths yeah to offset the truths. No, you, you are uniquely and wonderfully made by God. You are a beloved son. Mm. We are more than conquerors for you know, for he who saved us. It just There's all these different pieces that you can have. And so it's just like how Jesus defeated the devil in the wilderness. Yeah, He took a lie, offset it with biblical truths. The three mm. times he basically con- confronted the devil in the wilderness was verses from Deuteronomy. Love that. Where it's, you know, I am the bread and ages are all those pieces. And so we need to conf- identify our lies and then come back with what is a truth. And then maybe even for bonus points, add that biblical truth to it. Mm-hmm. But how do people come up with their lies? Just pay attention mm-hmm. to your day. How are you feeling when you get on that call or after that sales meeting you had? Or after the conversation that you had with your spouse, I mean, what are some of the thoughts? It's a little bit of that when Paul talks about hold every thought captive. Hmm. It's hold the thought captive. When when you when were you up during the day? When were you down during the day? Why? What was going on? Just try to track a little bit of that. And and so there's a little self assessment that can be done. Mm-hmm. And then it, as you mentioned, Nick, absolutely, we need mentors in our life. We need small group in our life. And we also, we need coaches. I mean, the challenge with small groups is sometimes people aren't, it's not a real small group. I mean, yeah, they may meet and they may talk Bible, but everyone's kind of got their veneer 
um, yeah. of how cool and good their life is and their everything's good or it's you know six eight guys are meeting one hour a week well you can't do a deep dive on eight guys every week yeah there's not enough time yeah you're kind of surface level it's surface nice. level then you know a challenge with mentors is you know they don't always show up or they have to cancel because they're traveling yeah you know where a coach shows up because they're paid i mean yeah, yeah I, I get good. it's a paid relationship but yeah um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer that I think everyone should be on both sides that they, you know, should always have a coach that they're, they're working with. And I think it's, you know, different levels of what you can afford, you know, uh, uh, you know, hire the, the one that is the most expensive one you can afford. Yeah. You know, in terms of what they can bring and also, also try to, like you said, share these tools downstream, you know, with others around you, whatever you're learning, you know, then also try to pass it down. Yep. I love Absolutely. that. I, I love the idea of, you know, offsetting those biblical truths with, um, or uh, the lies with biblical truths and, and having some things that you come, come back to, 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 um, to use that as your kind of offense. I love that. Yeah. Nick, at the back of the book, rise and go, I put together a rise and go manifesto and I'm not the first person to come with a manifesto. Yeah. However, in 2020, I started to use a manifesto and I came up with these eight different parts that I wanted in my manifesto. Yeah. I've used it. Matter of fact, I looked at it this week. Yeah. And in those eight different parts, I put out that framework at the back of the Rise and Go book. So anyone listening, you can check out that book and you've got the overview of those of that eight part framework. Love that. With examples. Is the best place to get the book your website or Amazon or what's what's your recommended path? Both books are on Amazon. Win at Home First is on Audible. Okay. So you can check it out there. Cool. Yeah, so good. And I know you got your your podcast and some other outlets to engage and learn more and, and get a bunch of bunch of good stuff right from your website, which is awesome. So love that. Yeah. Well, outside of, you know, you engage with the guys at the ISI retreat. You've written, you know, these two books and doing coaching. Um, for the ISI guys who, you know, are trying to live, you know, what we call the ISI life, where they're putting faith at the center of all they do. Any any other just, um, if they do nothing else, do this. You know, what would be that thing that you would uh, pass along? I, I, I have quiet time. Yeah. Have quiet time, get in the Word, journal, pray. I think there's so much that we miss by not doing our quiet time. You know, we, we go to church, we, we're in our small group, we go to ISI conferences, but if we're not careful, we're never taking the time to discern and process mm. with God what we're hearing from all the other inputs in our life. Mm. E- okay. Even this podcast, I I would love if a lot of people listen to this podcast and get something out of it. But mm. at the end of the day, it's just information. Mm-hmm. And if you take it to God and you know the next morning I heard this podcast this is I'm, I'm hearing this from the church service my buddy my mentor is, yeah. is saying this to me hey, hey God I, I need discernment well, what do I do how do I and I, I just think in the busyness of life we aren't doing our quiet time reading scripture like we should it, it's reading the quick you version app it may be at a stoplight from our phone right it's doing a quick three minute quiet time and, and moving on. And I'm guilty of it. That's kind of why I can give examples. 
is because it's mm-hmm. it's me we too. All, yeah. yeah, I'll no, do I, that, and then it's like, hold up, I need to recalibrate. I got to get back, spend yeah. some time, and and have a better quiet time. That's why I love a traditional paper Bible and pen and journal yeah. for my quiet times yeah. because I stay focused. If I do anything electronic before I know it, I'm like, ah, I wonder if I got any LinkedIn messages while I, I was sitting here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Start going down that path mm-hmm. for sure. So if I you do that. one thing coming out of this, uh, spend some quiet time. Get in the word in prayer. That's great. That's not that's not DUMB advice. That's a good one. That's true wisdom right there. It's good. No, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, I speaking just myself, I mean, I know I go through different phases of how how good and the quality of that that quiet time and when I'm when I'm doing it and I'm doing it well, I just get so much out of it. And I'm just like anybody, it's like how did I slip out of that great habit that meant so much and helped so much. So I agree with you. It's good encouragement. Awesome. Well, for, you know, outside of all you're doing, you know, as a, as a person with the three kiddos and, um, you know, coaching and speaking for you, what, what brings you, uh, the most joy in your life? I love spending time with my family. Mm. That's, that's one thing. And I'm looking out my office window right now. I work from home and my office window is, into into a room in our house and my college daughter's packing up to oh. move for her sophomore year. Oh my gosh. And so it's just that reminder that, Hey, I, I love hanging out with my family Yeah, and it's short. I mean, for everyone yeah. listening on the ISI, I mean, there's a, there's a proverb about counting our days and when we count our days, basically it gives us better wisdom. And mm-hmm. I think the whole idea is when we realize we have limited time with our kids. It just, I think by, I think by the time they're 18, 93% of your phase time with your kids has been used. Mm. And then over the rest of the lifetime, the other 7% will be used. And when you start thinking of that context, it's a little scary and sad, but at the same time, it's a reminder, be intentional. Yeah. There's only 18 summers you have with a kid before they go to college. Yeah. They're, mm. Whatever your deadlines are, whatever your thoughts are, only so many summers for us five as a group mm. before people probably start getting married and, and having their own families. And that's not to be doom and gloom. It's just this reality of no. be intentional with the time you have. Make sure when you're at home, it's it's hanging out, having fun, not just getting absorbed in your phone and seeing what CNN or Fox says or what are the stats of your favorite football or baseball team? What's happening there? It's like be with the your loved ones. So I love family time. Tonight we're grilling out. We're having some cheeseburgers and mm. – We'll be doing some ping pong. I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. So fun. And and so that's a good thing. As far as what do I like to do by myself, it's working out. It's trail running. I've painted in the past, like canvas. I think I'm going to get back into that. Yeah. That's a little little bit of what I have done. But for me, it truly is family. It's good times. I love that. It's such... I mean, so many great nuggets just in that two minutes you were just talking. I'm writing down <laughs> so many notes, you know. Like I got twin boys that are eight and another little guy who's four. And uh, to think that, you know, they only got like nine more summers with these guys you know, before they're adult, you know, it's like, holy moly. Yeah, so yeah, just make the best of it from whatever it is. You know, one thing that we did this summer, and I'd recommend to anybody, and you talk about your boys and what you do, I would do a mission trip. With every kid one-on-one. I think family mm-hmm. mission trips are great. Go do those. That's awesome. Love but a that. one-on-one trip with a kid overnight, 
well, overnight for, for a week is crazy. In 2019, I took my oldest. We did Nicaragua for a week. Incredible wow. experience for, for me, for her, yeah. for us. Wow. Fast forward to this summer. She went there for six weeks. So it's be, you know, be careful what you wish for. It's kind of like you tell your kids, dream big, go after it. Yeah. Come to find out she's like, I want to go to Nicaragua for six weeks. <laughs> and it's like, yo, can you dream big, like closer yeah. nearby? Yeah. Rise so and she go. did it. Rise it was, and it was go powerful. And yeah. then I went with my 15-year-old. We did Puerto Rico for a week this mm-hmm. June. And oh, so of my three kids, I've done two of those trips. I, I look forward to doing another one with Caleb. He's my youngest. Yeah. And, but awesome. that was fun. And so for all those listeners with ISI, I, I encourage you to look to do a mission trip with each of your kids. Look to do some overnights with them because life, the, the, it's all different when, you know, the mom's not around, the other siblings aren't around. You can mm-hmm. really connect. Oh, yeah. Way, way more uh, deeper connection for sure. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Well, you mentioned that I, you know, your two books, uh, Win at Home First and uh, rise and go. Any other, you know, you know, ones that have really meant a lot to you, or maybe one you're reading now. I always have a few in orbit. Uh, always have a faith one devotional. The one I'm reading right now, I love the Word Before Work. It's a devotional mm-hmm. by Jordan Rayner. So, listeners, check that one out. The one before that was a book called Move, which is I go to a mega church here in Cincinnati. Crossroads and Brian Tomes, yeah. a pastor, he wrote that book called Move at Devotional. Yeah. That's great. And then from a business side book, I mean, I'm reading 10X is easier than 2X right now. I'm reading The Road Less Stupid. And, <laughs> and so those have been some some good books. But yeah, those that's, that's the current reads right now. Oh, that's super good. Well, we're, we're reading a lot of the same things. I just I have uh, Move open up on my, uh, my spot that I read in, in my house. And um, uh, so that's awesome. Those are great recommendations. I have not heard about the um, the faith uh, word before work. Though. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks yeah. For Jordan Rainer's a great. He's I I love all of his books. Master of One and Called to Create and Grateful. I when I did went home first. I, I just kind of threw the book to some people asking for endorsements just to see what happened, and I I got tons of no's. But I was blessed and grateful to have John Gordon say yes, which I'm a huge fan of John Gordon. And he endorsed Went Home, home First. Mm. And Carrie Newhoff did as well. And But so did Jordan Rayner. And I was like, no way. I love Jordan oh, Rayner. Cool. Awesome. And so then I asked Jordan Rayner to write the foreword to Rise and Go. And he said yes. I was like, oh, oh wow. my goodness. And, it's huge. And, That's cool. So it's kind of be careful. You know, just yeah. always ask. What's the yeah. words they're going to do? Say no? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Don't be afraid to ask and put it out there. What about a, a life first? Is there one that you have that you you know have used over time, or maybe one right now that's you know front and center for you? Yeah, the the life verse for a long time and still is John ten ten that um, the devil mm-hmm. comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've came to give life, life to the full, and just really leaning into that of living life to the full. And it's an integrated life. And I've kind of alluded to that earlier, that it's not just about work. Instead, mm-hmm. it's about you know, kind of everything else, being a father, being a husband, being a, a friend, a leader. And so it, it's really a life to the full. But the life verse for me, it be, since 2020, one, I got exposed to this verse then. 
but also just it's changed everything. And maybe this will be a blessing to some listeners is, you know, I, I'm the, by design, my wife stays at home and is basically the CEO of our house and yeah. does an incredible job. And so I'm the provider. And when I lose 35% of my revenue, it, it wrecks me. It, but if I lose a prospect or a speaking engagement gets canceled or delayed or, or any of those dynamics that may happen, yeah. man, it, it, it's heavy on me. Mm. And, and the Bible verse is Psalm 127, 1 and 2. And, and so I've just been going to this a ton. I've actually got a piece of art being made to hang this up in my office. But you know, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And so for me, (laughs) so good. And so for me, I, before I really started living into this verse, it was hard for me to ever stop working, especially as an entrepreneur, author, speaker, coach, always trying to get more clients and speaking engagements. And so even if eight to five was over, yeah, I would want to be sending LinkedIn messages to somebody. Someone needs a coach or a speaker. Yeah. Constantly working. As I read this verse and really just started to live into it, I was like, no. If I bust my tail off from eight to five, I then can stop worrying about work because God's got the night shift. Yeah. I I understand God's got the day shift and the night shift and every other shift. I get that piece. Yeah. But for me, this realizing I will work hard eight to five, God has the, the rest. I can be at peace. I don't have to worry about emails. I better respond to any email I get within seven seconds or they're going to go find somebody else. Yeah. That has been very significant. It's given me peace, relieve, relieved stress mm. and anxiety. And just this idea that I control the input, God controls the impact. I'm going to work hard during the day and have faith and trust that God's got the night shift. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And just really how you live it out too. It's awesome. It's really good. Well, Corey, it's been uh, absolutely amazing in this little bit, getting to know you and getting the chat. Um, I know this conversation will be a blessing to all the SI guys and hopefully they connect with you. And um, this is just the beginning of the, of the journey of getting to know you and you know, what, what it means to know you and learn from you. So thank you for you know your contribution to ISI and to you know just what you're doing in general. Thank oh you. man, cool. Well thank you very much. Yeah, I didn't mention this. We can put this in the show notes, but yeah, I, I have a, a landing page for anyone who wants a free book. You know, we talked about Amazon, but if you go to my website, Corey M as in Michael, Corey M Carlson.com forward slash free book. Okay. You can just go there. The listener just pays shipping and handling and our team will send you either went home first or rise and go, whichever book you want. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, that's great. We'll definitely put that on the, uh, on the show notes as well. Cool. Well, uh, like I said, it's been a blessing. Would you, um, mind just kind of praying over ISI and all the guys and anybody listening? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Dearly Father, just thank you so much for her own technology that we get to do podcasts and do these recordings and that others can listen to them, whether they are driving or working out. 
And Lord, so I just I just pray that anything that was said today in our conversation, whether it's by myself or by Nick, I just pray that it's a blessing for the listener, that there'll be something in the, the conversation that they need to, to incorporate in their life that will help them grow closer to you, whether it's quiet time, whether it's going on date with their spouse, whether it's about giving you the night shift and not stressing about it. So Lord, I just pray that it, it just helps our listeners just grow closer to you and, and bring glory to you. And Lord, thank you for all that you do in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Corey. It's one of those guys that I could just talk to forever and ever, but try to keep these podcasts uh, short so you can uh, get through it in you know, 25, 35 minutes or so. But an amazing guy. So many good takeaways. I really like um, a couple things. Um, I mean, I liked a lot, but in particular, uh, how he talks about offsetting lies with biblical truths. I love that. Um, whether that's in your own mind or lies that someone's telling you or that you've heard, you know, how can you find that in the Bible, you know, in a good study Bible or wherever, find that topic and see what the Bible says about it. And then I like the idea of counting our days, thinking about how many summers we have with our kids, um, all those things, counting our days and really just kind of bring that sense of urgency into our world. And uh, the also the challenge of one-on-one overnights with our uh, each of our kids or even doing a mission trip uh, as a one-on-one just to really build that, that quality time. Love all that stuff. Uh, so many good takeaways and, and more in his book and uh, his podcast. He's a guy uh, worth checking out his website, coreymcarlson.com. Check it out, connect with him and... Um, all of our other uh, things that we've done too, all of our, our podcast, all of our other resources, upcoming events and retreats are all hosted at theisilife.com. That's where we put all of our show notes, um, tons of great tools for you to check out on each of the five Fs, ways for you to sharpen up and stay sharp in each of the areas. So thanks for listening in. I hope you stay sharp and sharpen others by sharing this podcast or attending and or inviting a friend to one of our upcoming retreats. Stay sharp and God bless.